0: Well, today it's my privilege to talk to you about uh, the call. But before I talk to you about the call, you will know that I am the pastor here who wear only black socks <laughs> for very good reason. Now we don't have time to go into that, but you know that washing machines and dryers etc. eat only one of a pair. So uh, if you've got just a bunch of black socks, you're always safe. But then it happens that someone bring you socks like these. And then they dare you to wear it to church. Now let me tell you, when I put on this, these socks this morning, I realized why I love my black socks even more. Because they know their place in life. They just disappear. But these ones, they shout, they scream for attention. They want to take the place of the tie. They want to be here. See me, see me, see me. (laughs) Anyway, just a bit of fun. The scripture this morning is Romans 1 verse 16. In the New King James Version. It says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Now, there's so much to say about this passage of Scripture, and I can only share a very, very tiny little bit of it to you today. It's very important to understand the book of Romans. And if you don't know what to do this holiday season, I want to encourage you study the book of Romans. Because if you understand the book of Romans, you will understand so much more of the gospel of Christ. It is really the hinges on which the door swings. It's very important to understand that. So the theme of the book we find in verse 15, where it says the gospel. Now Paul says, I am not ashamed. What he actually says is, I am refusing to be ashamed because he has experienced the truth and the power of this gospel. It changed his life. Remember that he was a man full of zeal for the things of God. But he was on the wrong direction and he had hatred in his heart towards the church. And he was actually standing by when church members were murdered. He had hate in his heart, but he experienced a close encounter with Jesus... The author of this gospel, and it changed his his life in such a significant way that he was the one that actually wrote down 1 Corinthians 13 about love. Can you imagine that? So he says he's not ashamed for this gospel. I refuse to be ashamed of this gospel, for it's not merely humanism, it's not merely positive thinking. It is not philosophy. No, it's the absolute truth originating out of the heart of God. It's powerful. The gospel of God is the way of saving the whole person, body, spirit, and soul from the dominion of darkness into glorious freedom. Paul writes in Colossians 1 verse 13, And he says, he has rescued us completely from the rule and kingdom of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. He is actually thrilled and super excited about this gospel. He cannot contain himself. Have you ever been passionately, full of passion about anything? You know. Some people, you just don't get that spark in them. You know, it's just like, you know, in, 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 when, when I was young, we were talking about some people, they just poor poor through life. You know, <laughs> it's just like, you know, like so, so, so. You just don't get a spark in them. Now, if you are really thrilled about something and passionate about something, you will understand. What Paul is trying to say. He says, people, I'm so excited about this gospel. I cannot contain it. I don't know what to do with it. But I I just have to share it with you. For this is the answer from heaven to this world. This is the answer that people are looking for. Now just a word of caution. Don't demote or belittle or corrupt this gospel into a message of material prosperity. For this is not what Paul had in mind. So many times we see so many sermons about this and it's all about that. No, no, no. This is the -the over-the-top story of a loving Savior named Jesus the Christ. The king of the universe who came to earth and took upon him our sins, died for us by being crucified and rose again and lives forever and ever to secure our redemption. This is what this gospel is all about. To illustrate to you in a very practical way, I want to share the testimony of someone which you might have heard about, uh, Isaiah Reed, an American. Now, he was raised in a Christian home by a praying mother. So, mothers, (laughs) take courage. I know there are a lot of mothers praying for their children. Keep on praying. But he chose to walk away from God. And he became someone important in the gang world. Returning from Vietnam War, he, he, he brought back duffel bags full of drugs... And so it opened the way for him to enter into the world of drug dealing, etc. So he became the owner of a business that involved girls with questionable character. Now, now God used his partner all the time trying to stop him, to get him out of this lifestyle. But he wouldn't listen. And at the height of this dubious career of him, Living in a mansion, driving Rolls Royces, he was shot twice. Once in the head and once in the face. And both shots were actually enough to kill him. Thereafter, he was stabbed 16 times viciously. Thereafter, he was thrown out of a moving car and left for dead. Now, I think we can very honestly say he was dead as a doornail. Dead. Properly dead, yes, that one. And about four and a half hours later, a lady who lost her way was driving down this little street and she drove right over him with her car. So he was dead again, or he was more dead, I don't know if you can go dead and more dead, but he was dead, 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 a few times. And she got a fright of her life. She thought she, she killed a homeless man. So, so she called 911 and they arrived there only to find that no, no, no. This guy's been dead for a long, long time due of the wounds, uh, wounds that he, he got. And uh, when the ambulance arrived, the paramedics got out and they declared him dead at the scene. Taking him to hospital, he was declared dead again. As I said, he was dead. (laughs) Do you all understand? He was dead. It was over. And one of the ladies, you know, that ladies, she had his number, his mother's number, and they called his mother to tell her that her son is lying On the table, in the autopsy room, being cut open, and he's dead, dead, dead. But in the meantime, the previous day, this mother's sister arrived at her house and said, The Lord sent me here. The Spirit of God told me, I need to come here so that we can intercede for Isaiah. For the Lord is going to use him mightily. And this lady got this call and she remembered what happened yesterday. And she's been praying for this man for years and years and years. And she refused to accept this death sentence, this news of death over him. And she said to the person making the call, go and take that phone and put the phone next to his ear. Can you imagine what happened there? It's, it's really, we can talk about it, but it's quite a funny scenario. Now, remember, they were busy with the autopsy, so he was zipped open. He was dead again. <laughs> and while he was lying there, someone took the phone and put it next to his ear, and his mother started calling life over him. Why? Because she believed in the gospel of Jesus. She believed in the power of God. She believed in the gospel of Jesus. And she said, you cannot be dead. You better be alive. And she started releasing words of life into his ears and there this man's heart started beating and he woke up and it was a terrible situation. Can you imagine what happened there? And it's not so quick to zip him up, than to zip him up. Anyway, he, 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 he got alive again and again and again and again because he had a few deaths to <laughs> But he got alive <laughs> in, in a miraculous way and he actually walked out of that hospital in a very short time, which is actually till this day impossible because of the bullet in his spine and the bullet in his brain. I can tell you a lot more about this. But he got up and now he was on a revenge spree. Now he was looking for the guys who actually killed him. So he still didn't give his heart to the Lord. And for three years he still carried on like this and he was still buying new Rolls Royces and his girls worked for him and all the drugs and all of that he carried on and on and on until one day in that mansion They were sitting there, and one of the ladies working for him said, I don't feel comfortable carrying on with a lifestyle like this. And he said, what do you mean? You know, like my old partner, you know, he all the time tried to get me off this. And now, what do you mean, you know, this is our way of life. We're making good money. We've got all we want. What do you mean? She said, I'm not going on with a lifestyle like this. And he, not knowing what to do, told them all, well... Let's just stand up. So it was him and a whole bunch of these girls. And he said, well, let's take hands and pray. (laughs) You know what? You're never too bad to pray. (laughs) Isn't it wonderful? I mean, can can you sink lower than that? I'm not sure. But they prayed. And as he prayed, they all fell to the ground. The power of God hit them, and they all gave their lives to Jesus. They all accepted Jesus. Now, can you imagine the chaos in a community? Now, if you phone a girl for a date, you'll get another answer. It was chaos, but he was saved, and they all were saved. And today, he's working for God in a mighty and a wonderful way. Why am I telling you this? Now, if you can put it on the screen, the three words that I've started with, it's God's power. This is what the gospel is. Paul says, it is God's power. This is the same power that parted the Red Sea. This is the same God that turned the earth back on its axle. This is the same God that raised Jesus from the dead, This is the same God that created time and space. This is His power. And Paul says, People, the power of this gospel is God's power. Do you realize it's God's power? Not my power, fortunately. For I've got my off days. I don't know whether you ever experienced something like that. I've got an off day and I feel like now the Lord and everyone has forgotten me. And I've got no power at all. So fortunately it's not my power. Fortunately it's not the pastor's power. It is God's power. Which is constant. Which is the same. Unparalleled. Unmatched. Unparalleled power of God. Changing everyone. Now, what happened when an elderly lady was confronted by a message of death? She remembered about God's power. And she said, No, no. God's power will bring life into this situation. God's power. Can you understand why Paul is jumping for joy when he says, I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm not ashamed of this gospel. I'm jumping for joy. The second word is salvation. It's working unto salvation to be delivered, to be rescued, to be made whole, to find your true identity, to live victoriously in a life like this, in a country like this, in a South Africa where things are definitely not always the ideal, but we may live and we can live victoriously and above circumstances This is what he means. He transferred us from the dominion of sin and death into the kingdom of his life to start living in fullness. Body, soul, and spirit. Life in fullness. Wow, I can keep you a week busy on that one. This is why Paul was thrilled. Why he was jumping for joy. People, this is God's power. Working unto salvation. Salvation. The last word is, to everyone who believes. Are you a everyone? I'm so glad that I'm an everyone. (laughs) I'm not a super one, I'm an everyone. The word says, to everyone who believes. Say to your neighbor, I'm a everyone. I'm a everyone to everyone who believes, to the Jew, to the Gentile, to the Sutu, to the Zulu, to the Chinese, to the Russian, to the Nigerian, to the Afrikaner, to everyone who believes. This is the gospel of God. If this message finds a resting place in your heart and stirs you up to believe despite the circumstances, then this is for you. Then you are everyone. You can never deserve it. You can never be good enough. You can never be bad enough for the power and the victory and the truth of the gospel of God. Amen? Do you believe it? Now, in Job 22 verse 30, it says that God will even deliver the one who is not innocent, if you intercede for Him. So keep on praying. Now, I need to explain a few things to you to understand the essence of this message. Now, here we've got two very special things. This is what they call a telephone. Now, the younger generation, most of you will most probably don't even know what this is. But this is a telephone. It means with this thing, you can talk for. This is what it originally was meant for. Can you even think of that? You know um, you pick it up and you dial the number and you speak. but you can 't take any selfies Nothing. Uh, you can 't take any photos you, you can 't do any of these funny things, but you can phone with it. This is what this phone was made for. And it actually works. (laughs) It actually works. Now I want to invite you today and encourage you today. Listening to the testimony of Isaiah Reed, Listening to Paul's absolute confidence in the gospel. I want to encourage you today. Maybe today you need to make a call. Maybe you need to make a call. Maybe when you look back at 2019, you see the failures and the disappointments. And you see all the unanswered prayers. And you see the health. And you see the financial situation and whatever. But maybe you need to make a call. I had a heart condition a few years ago and I had to make a call. They said I had to have an open-heart operation and I didn't feel convinced about this, so I made a call and I said every morning I got up and I said, now heart, you will listen to the Word of God, the Word of God, the truth of the gospel says you will live and you will not die. You will start working the way you're supposed to work. Do you hear the truth of the gospel? For it's not me, it's the power of God. And I'm so convinced about the power of God. And it's for everyone who believes. And my heart got healed. I can share so many. Ezekiel 37 verse 11 says, Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. How many people are sitting here today who say our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. The Hebrew actually means to be ashamed, to be confused, to be disappointed. Don't raise your hand, but I know that many of you are disappointed. If you look back at the here, isn't it true? Many of you are confused for you don't know how to handle this. Many of you feel to say, my hope is lost. I'm cut off. The cord, the connection between me and God is cut off. Do you know what? Then the word comes back in verse 12 and he says, Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord, I will open your graves and I will make you to come out of your graves and you will know that I am the Lord God. See, you need to make the call to a dry heart, to a heart that is removed from God. So that you can draw closer to God again this new year. You need to make a call maybe to a marriage that is on the rocks. You need to make a call to a marriage that is dead, dead, dead and it's over. Or a relationship that is over. You need to make a call to a knee that won't work. You need to make a call to a body because this is the gospel. It is salvation for the whole person. Amen. It's the power of God and to salvation to all who believe, whatever the challenge is. Now, this thing here, this is what you call a PLAS telephone. In English, I suppose it would be a form telephone, something like that. Now, it's got a little handle here. Now, it's unbelievable, you know. I was just thinking about it the other day, us, and the, uh, my goodness, I can't remember, again, what generation we are the, what did I say? I can't remember what gener- generation we are, but anyway, we, yes, that one. we, we have moved from this to this. Can you imagine this? And then the youngsters are trying to tell us that we are stupid. <laughs> I mean, they are getting born with this in their pocket. We grew up with this. And now we need to manage this. Can you imagine that? How it worked is that there was an exchange and another exchange. So we were living on the farm called and that was also the exchange. My grandmother, she had a little shop with the exchange. And then the next exchange was Kalinen. and then to wherever. So if you need to make a call, you would ring like so. You say, hello, exchange. Oh, there's a call coming. Let's put that on hold. I'm going to take this call now. Just hold a bit. Then I would tell the exchange, exchange, I would like a number in Pretoria, please, double nine, two, six, eight, zero. Thank you. And then I put the phone down. And now, this exchange will call the next exchange. Now, I remember listening to my Omar so well. Now, this was Ghirion's list. So, she would phone Kalinen. She would say, Kali, Kali, there's Gideon here. It's Gideon. Can I have Pretoria number so and so and so and so? Yes. But in the meantime, you've put it down and you carry on with your day's work. And maybe in an hour or two's time you will hear one short and three longs. Tring, trr, trr, tr- trr. Then you know it's your call. And you go, you pick up, oh, your number from Pretoria. Ah, thank you, thank you. And then you talk, and then all the people listening on the same line, you ask them, please put down the line, your phone now. Why am I telling you this? Because the message is about the call. And sometimes you make the call, but it may take some time to get the answer. Don't let time trip you. Rather go the way that Abraham walked. We read in Romans 4 that while he was waiting for the fulfillment of the promise for 25 years, he did not get discouraged, but he strengthened and encouraged himself by praising and worshiping God, knowing full well and trusting with full heart that God is able to do and fulfill that which he promised. Amen. The gospel is still true. The gospel will always be true. Sometimes it takes some time. But now our call that's on hold, let me just take this call. Ah, oh, it's the year 2020. He wants to speak to Andre Fenton. Ah, hello year 2020. How are you, sir? Oh, not so good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you just want to remind me of my failures of 2090, And... Oh, I will fail again this year. <laughs> well, year twenty twenty. Let me just tell you something. The word of God says in Psalm twenty three, verse one: "The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want." <laughs> Do you hear me? No. Yeah. Well, you've got something else. Oh, that sickness will finally catch up on me. <laughs> Year 2020, let me remind you of the truth of God. In 1 Peter 2, it says, by His wounds and His stripes, I am healed. And the gospel of God says, it's working out to salvation for me. For everyone who believes. Amen. What, what else? I won't be successful in anything. Oh, year 2020 let me remind you in galatians 3 it says if i believe like abram believed i am the blessed of god and no one can curse me so i'm a blessed of god amen you know the wonderful thing about a telephone like this is that when you're really mad at someone you could slam it down And if you are really, really mad, you could pull it out of the wall and throw it into the corner. (laughs) You can't do it with these ones. (laughs) You know, in Mark 5, we read that Jesus was on his way to heal Jairus' daughter. And in the meantime, the lady with the issue of blood touched him and she was healed. And he was in a discussion with her. While in a discussion with her, the people from Jairus' house came and said, don't bother the master anymore, for she's, she has died already. And it says in verse 36, Jesus overhearing but ignoring what they said. They just said, keep on believing. Amen. This is the gospel that I am proclaiming today to you what do you do with a call sometimes you need to make a call sometimes you need to place a call God has confronted me some time ago and stopped me in my tracks and asked me do you truly believe me do you truly believe me I want to ask you today do you truly believe God for if you truly believe in, the whole world will open up to you. For this is what Paul is so excited about. So make the call today. Make the call to this new year. And say, 2020, I'm the blessed of God. For I believe in the power of the gospel. And this gospel will save me. It will bring me unto salvation in all areas of my life. How about placing a call? Sometimes... We just need to ignore a call and tell them the truth of God. So what about you today? Do you need to make a call today? I know that there are many people here today, the situations in your life, and you might sitting here and feeling my hope is lost, my bones are dry, I am completely cut off. People of God. I want to encourage you with the truth of the gospel. The truth of the gospel. John believed it in such a way, Paul, that he was jumping up and down, thrilled with excitement that he couldn't contain himself, just trying to tell everyone, people believe the gospel of God the gospel of Jesus, for it's the power of God working unto salvation for everyone who believes. Amen. Amen. I want to invite you to stand. And if there's anyone who, need, who needs to make a call today, won't you just raise a hand? Place that call today in faith. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we may place a call today. Thank you, Lord, that we may call heaven. Thank you that we may call down heaven's authority, the power of God. Thank you, Lord, that you give us the power, the strength, the courage to believe in the word, the ever true word of God. For your word says that you are faithful and true and you mean what you say. We honor you. We thank you, Lord, that this call is heard in heaven and you will answer our cause. Lord, and if there's any call from the enemy coming towards us, trying to tell us that we will fail, help us to ignore it. Help us to tell the truth in every situation. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you. May the Lord bless you and keep you May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday.